Hello and welcome to Artistoria. My name is Owen Wenner, your resident bardic storyteller, and it is my job to take you through the pages of Colors of Convergence, the first book in the Artistoria series. Please follow all of our social media so you never ever miss a chapter of this fascinating tale filled with energy, chakra, chi, magic, or as we just call it, color. But let's turn the page. Chapter 3 Quarry. Thunderous shouts accompanied the gods that rushed into view. No uniform was seen as the armed warden stood there quiet, staring. Before Owen and Lee could say a word, two more men rounded the corner with a handful of dirty linens that perhaps were once white, and a key ring. After inserting their keys and listening for a loud clink, the guard stepped forward and threw the dirty clothes at the prisoner's feet. Owen, aware of the etiquette, began to change into his newly gifted garments. With a despairing look, He took off his scabbard and laid it on top of his discarded gear. Be careful with that, he said smugly. Lee paused. She knew their weapons were not just for show, but her stomach still flipped at the grueling thought of undressing. Take off the rest of your gear and change now, the lead guard said, encouraging all others to tightly grasp their weapons. Owen slid the poor patches of imitation animal skin onto his feet and whispered through the cell's divide. Just put it on, he encouraged sternly. Lee lent, however, a hapless glance without answering. Well, if the lady needs help, a warden said, I'll go in and help her out some. A man inched into the cell with a curved knife loosely held, but the moment he was within arm's reach, Lee's palm straightened and jutted forward, knocking the man's nose up into his skull, leaving a puddle of blood and spit all over the cell floor. Next, a collapsing blow was sent as Lee's knee flew up into the man's crotch. Before the animal could regurgitate his lunch, a soaring elbow flew across his jaw, decommissioning him. The room went quiet, and everyone stared with amazement. Swaying in place, Lee's hands hovered like a martial artist waited for an opening. This many enemies was not ideal, but there was no longer another choice. What are you all waiting for? Go and get her! The guards looked slowly at one another in the eye. It is just one woman, one slave. Those of you who wish to keep your lives, get her with me now. Keenly flanking gave them an advantage. Lee ducked quickly underneath a rusted pipe and planted her knee again. Frightful force was felt before the buffoon was shoved face first into the wall. A wiser guard vultured her back and struck hard, ripping the wind from within her lungs. With the impact jolting through her body, she couldn't help but absorb the next flurry of hits. Hey! Owen yelled. Let her be. It's fine. She'll, she'll get dressed. After the snap of fingers, the men ceased. (laughs) A worker is a worker. Get them to the pit. Questions for motives and motivations or reasonings were left unanswered. Sharp jabs that hurried them through the dimly lit corridor being the only response that the guards gave. The intricate labyrinth wound through the underground hideout, making it impossible for Owen to tell which way was left and right. Finally, after a breakneck turn, Seven feet of crafted iron stood in their path. Two sentries manned its circular hatch, and after a harsh turn, the enormous door creaked open. The air of hell itself rose from the terrifying landscape. A blackened stench of bowel movement and death brought out gagging coughs from the wardens, but not from the men and women who were emitting them, whose broken wills were worn on their battered and bruised faces. It was a field of walking death, One body even lay adrift among the pools of filth that coated the ground, 
only serving as an obstacle for others to needlessly pass over. As the two new prisoners moved amidst the dank space, Lee looked up. Area's shape, she thought. Crude oval, distance from end to end, 400 feet, height of the surrounding walls, 60 feet, floor and walls composition, rock-based, soil and crag it looks like. She glanced and squinted at the sun. Correction, not walls, not floor. We are 60 feet below ground level. We are in a hole. Owen noticed a great many things as well. There are six platforms here, each about two feet off the ground. Stone base underneath for support. One armed guard per platform, so six watchers, presumably monitoring everything around them, close by. Owen blinked to counteract the sun's brightness. Ladders going up from those platforms to the catwalk. Each catwalk runs itself into the wall, and at the other end meets at a large central landing, okay? It's a large star shape. Is that a door? Yeah, that is a door. Mounted in the mountainside, up on that walkway. Even more guards patrolling up there. One or two per path to the star. And probably each proficient with their color. The upper deck looks sturdy and wide. All those support beams and pillars underneath. So there's probably no chance of bringing it down. I was hoping this would be easier. Whoever these guys are, they're definitely getting smarter. Start digging! A crude call demanded. Are we supposed to dig with our hands? Lee spat. As a response, a guard's sharp fist twisted into her stomach, knocking the wind from her. If you unearth any stones or gems, drop them in the nearest guard's pail. Don't, and you die. As the man departed, Owen sprang to Lee's aid, trying to help her out of the dirt and mud. Thank you, she gasped. Investigating the scene further had to be postponed once Owen noticed multiple eyes upon them. Come on, we gotta get digging. Immediately, he began digging his fingers through the mud and dirt looking for anything of value. Before Lee could join him, she felt a tug on her elbow. Come on, we have to dig. The man was both underweight yet overweight, with a few strands of grey hair springing from his head and folds of grey discoloured skin under his chin. You know, you break too long, you catch beatings. Eerie tones hissed through the prisoner's crooked teeth. If you stay alive long enough, the, 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 the bosses, the bosses may give you a bucket or something to help you if you're good. His gangly wrinkled hand reached behind Lee's shoulder slyly. If you stay by me, we can be really good, really good. Repulsing the clearly deranged stranger was Lee's next thought, until he was removed from his feet by another. A giant warden pulled the crazed elder like a ragdoll. The prisoner's limb flailed like strings in the wind as he squealed in a disturbed horror. Others averted the sight as the old man landed against the guard's stoop with a loud thud. Weeping his pleads didn't matter. No mercy was given as his face was repeatedly pushed into the wooden panel by the guard's boot. Lee's eyes bulged with a quivering terror. It only took two stomps for the prisoners begging to fade. Keep working. A curtain of rotted teeth let the icy words float throughout the pit. Before any sentinel could do the same thing to Lee, Owen drove her to the ground. Come on, you have to start digging, Owen begged. Echoes of bickering had already begun over the disposed labor. Hey, 
Don't just waste them like that. A guard unlocked the corpse's brushstone cuffs and pocketed them before the mess was dragged away. He was wasting time. Labor is labor, though. Lee's skin could do nothing but crawl. Whips, spears, and bits of every color collided with raw flesh at some point throughout the day. When no unspoken rules were violated, it was still necessary to remind the slaves what their new world was. Even the sun worked against them, raising everything it fell on and bringing down some of the strongest workers. After hours of taxing labor, Owen departed to make a contribution into a guard's pail. As the dusty stone was tossed in, a man fell down a few short feet away. The rock rattled against the plastic container's lid, and a station jailer descended to ground level. I... keep walking. I can't help him. Owen despised the realization, but that changed nothing. The guilt even persisted as the loud beatings echoed from wall to wall, but as with every painful noise in the pit, it would eventually stop. He returned to Lee's side and put a hand on her shoulder. How are you holding up? Shakes displaced the sifted dirt Lee was working with. I... I will live, Lee partly answered. Owen turned to find the source of a loud clanging echoing around. The watchman's iron mace rang through his grasp against the metal door. Smoothly, the doorway opened and the most recent of the fallen workers was lifted through. Not even ten seconds, Owen estimated before a bellowing horn startled him. Lee dragged her eyes up as the sun hit its highest point. A few of the smaller prisoners were signaled forward to the guard stands. Underneath, small containers that housed were soon dispersed among the masses of captives. A spoon was given to Owen and he retrieved the chamber's contents. The water was warm, and it took skill to not retrieve any dirt in a spoonful, but it was gravely welcomed. After a few quick slaps, he passed it off. Do, uh, do you always come around this time? Midday? Serving the higher-ups did not grant the man many opportunities to speak with others. Uh, yeah, when, whenever the horn blows. Oh, uh, thanks. Passing the drink around helped the huddled group get a decent quench before the another sounding triggered the deliverers to return the liquid to its hiding place. Some began to wail, but all these complaints afforded them with more doses of brisk, brutal harm. Again, the day slothed on. Hours began to slow as the sun felt no urge to stop burning everything it saw beneath it. Its wrath slipped Owen into a numbed state. He only livened when a commotion was caused. Workers calling out incoherent phrases, complaining, crying, wardens thrashing them, or color melding on the scene, and it all faded into the same noise. Agony. After an unknown number of hours, another horn released a low tune. The slaves tensed with hopeful looks. New energy sprang forth as the cattle herded themselves into memorized lines. Two taskmasters kicked the newest residents into specific spots as the iron cork unplugged the entryway. As they were ushered back to their holding cells, they were almost delighted to see trays of food greeting every inmate, with only a dying wick keeping the pair company. They unwound. <sighs> Tastes like bitter garbage! Lee grumbled, barely managing enough stamina on her chest to issue the statement without breaking down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Owen mindlessly scratched on his wall. Owen, what are you doing? Her arms hung limp and destroyed, trembling as she scooped in another bite. Uh, map. A shaky hand rubbed his head. I... Raw gasps left him. I was trying to remember which way we took to get outside from here. Left. I, I don't remember. 
Even Owen's tongue felt worn. It was a right, then a left, and then a final right brought us to the door. What? You sure? To the quarry. Quite. It is right at the first fork, and then left at the next, followed by another right. A sharp right, I recall. Lee closed her eyes with the best attempt at finding a moment's peace. Owen looked back at his scribbles. You sure? Yes, quite. Moving slower, he took care in his etchings before speaking again. So, why are you like that anyway? On a sassy reflex, she stirred. Pardon me? Like what? That. Being partially dehydrated didn't help either of their manners. Who in the world says pardon or quite? No one I've ever met in Art Astoria. Diluted laughter couldn't be helped. It is only how I was raised. She tried desperately to hide the heavy pants and breaths between words. The signs weren't too hard to notice on Owen's front, but he saw other things as well. Was your father in a royal guard chapter? In a manner of speaking, Lee fell silent. I... I would rather not discuss it further. It's fine. Mounds of hay were formed into a slightly more comfortable resting place. Hey, where were you going when you got jumped anyhow? North? South? Where are you coming from? It was a demeaning memory. Her senses should not have been left so dull on the road. I believe I was a few hours south of Indigon. Why? Um, just thinking. He stretched onto his bed. Where were you? She asked. Around the same. Must be their prime hunting ground. A feeling of unease crept over Lee and had been lingering ever since their arrival. Are you familiar with men like this, Owen? All too much. A shallow grin ignited itself. Work takes me around quite a bit, so I meet a lot of people. Um, I assume that you're not much associated with people like this. Um, may I ask you another question, then? Please. Her tone changed. It quieted itself with a more deliberate drive. Sure. Owen sat up. Have you ever heard of something called Eldar? Owen sat silently and stared deep into her eyes. Why? You have heard of it. Okay, is it a person? A place? An uncaged excitement brought her to the bars, but her face was melting with a hoarse sadness. Deciding on how to answer took several prolonged minutes. Just as Lee was nearing a boiling point, Owen responded. You fight, right? What? Pardon? I mean, you dropped that guard pretty easily earlier, and you didn't even use color. There was a harsh earnest in Owen's voice now. Have you trained well enough in hand-to-hand? I guess apparently so. How is your color? Tell me about your orange. How strong is it? Nerves overtook her. Her mind was flustered. Not only everything of today, but everything she'd been working towards. How does one qualify their color? Or their fighting ability? On a scale? Why does it matter? I... I have been instructed by very skilled and talented teachers. Um, my color is sustainable compared to some, but I have been bested before in combat like anyone else. Obviously, she pointed around, her patience strained. My ability should only be gauged by my foe. (laughs) I see, Owen smiled. Will you please answer me now? How do you know the name Eldar, or or what is it, the name of a place? A person? Why are you looking for him? An impossible breath left her. (sighs) So it is a him, then. Lee's chest throttled as a deep hope welled within. It is very important that I find this man. Please, Owen, help me. Who is he? Owen passed the carving stone between his fingers, strumming it. Before it could bounce off Lee's forehead, 
She wrapped her hand around it. Hmm, pretty good reflexes. Not bad. Not bad at all, Owen acknowledged, still eerily grinning ear to ear. I spied you caressing it in your hand, so I kind of assumed what you were going to do. He grinned. Good reflexes with good eyes. A snap raised her pitch. Do you know how I can find him or not? Contorting with thought, Owen chose his words very carefully. I guess maybe I lied. I'm not even sure it's a him, honestly. But if you feel like coming with me when we get out of here and hanging around me for a while, I bet I can take you right to him. Fluttering with an array of emotions, her heart nearly stopped. Her numb, gnarled fingers began to tingle with a feeling before a mental note brought her back. Are you an ally to this man, Owen? No. No, I'm not. Judging by the narrowing eyebrows, he knew a short answer would be best. I'm definitely not an ally, but I do know the name, and I can take you right to the source whenever we get out of here, if you follow me. Lee's chest tightened with rapid, disjointed beats. I, Owen, I would be forever, forever in your debt. The makeshift bed welcomed Owen's weary back as he stretched out with a smile. Deal. You can just start by keeping your eyes peeled tomorrow, for anything useful, anything at all. I shall, I shall indeed. A breath of ease traveled so deep into her spirit that tears welled and rushed to her eyes. She turned away and reached beneath her clavicle. The necklace she managed to hide from her captors was cool to the touch. Lee cradled it tensely until a dreaming comfort found her. She laid down and whispered, Soon, so soon now.